up? This is Randy with Randy. I'm Randy, and this is a podcast about anything and everything that can drive a sane person stark, raving mad. It could be about news, sports, weather, the bus, the train, crackheads, giant umbrellas in the rain, and as if this fucking virus wasn't batshit crazy enough, I finally, finally got an email response from the people at Williams-Sonoma. So let's go back so that you're like, what fucking email response? Because if you haven't been following me on Twitter since the beginning of April... You have absolutely no fucking idea what I'm talking about. So basically, I don't very often open these, you know, 50% off, 70% off emails that I get, but clearly we have time on our hands. So of course, Williams-Sonoma, I'm like, wow, 70% off uh, electronics. I'm like, "Mm, maybe they have the Breville espresso maker that I have been watching for the last five years of my life because I can't seem to rationalize, especially now that I'm unemployed. Uh, pulling the trigger on a $500 fucking coffee machine. That is definitely not uh, a need. That is definitely a want. And right now, I just can't have things I want <laughs> because I want a job so that I can continue to feed myself and my dog and pay my rent and my bills. But that's a whole different story. The point here is the back and forth, which is mostly me going forth, trying to get a response from William Sonoma, and this is all in the tweet thread that you can find uh, on my Twitter account uh, at Small Pencil Club when I am not locked up in Twitmo for telling all of these Nazi white supremacists that they could fuck all the way off, like Dr. Oz today, who were like two to three percent of the kids are fucking expendable to die from coronavirus. So let's just open the fucking schools back up. Somebody needs to take Dr. Oz's bullshit. Trump University medical degree away from him and shove it up his stupid quackery ass. Here I go. Like, what, what, what were we talking about? We were talking about coffee makers, and now, you, now I'm like literally blasting Dr. Oz for being such a total fucking tool. Um, so let's get back to the matter at hand, and that is the... It's not even the actual coffee machine that I wanted. The coffee machine that I wanted was the basic Breville without the grinder. There's no need... I mean, I can get my coffee ground, and I know that there's so much people say, depending on what type of coffee snob you are, if you you really should grind your own beans. The best thing to do is either get a grinder or get a coffee machine that, that has a grinder already on it as part of it. And then you have to worry about maintaining the grinder. So I was looking at the infuser that now they have jacked up on their website, on the Breville website. Actually, it, I could even go with the Duo 10 Pro. That was $449.95. The Infuser, $579.95, a little too much. Then they popped out with this Bambino Plus, which is even smaller than the Duo 10 Pro or the Infuser. And size is always an issue in a New York City uh, apartment kitchen countertop space, which is at a minimum, not that I have a lot of shit on my countertops because my countertops are covered in disgusting, fucking cheesy, peeling, cracking contact paper from the drug dealer that lived here before me who had absolutely the worst fucking taste. I would love to know who who lived here before me because they their taste in linoleum tiling and contact paper absolutely sucked. So, you know, if you're slinging dope, you should and and you're making bank, you should at least I guess money can't buy you brains and money can't buy you class and money can't buy you taste, but money could definitely like buy you someone to hire that has taste and class so that you don't live in like a dark depressing gray and black linoleum contact papered 
shithole that I've been stuck in for the last 15 years. Stuck. I'm not stuck. I'm very fortunate to have this place. Let's not go there. So, okay. So those are the coffee machines at hand. Only because I started out with a gaja and it was great. And I did all my research and I was completely invested. And I was like, I'm going to do this right because I came back from Italy. Okay. So let's go all the way the fuck back. I took a trip to Sicily and I got hooked, hooked, hooked on espresso because basically other than water and oxygen, that's actually the only thing you need to survive. You, you literally drink from the second you wake up until the minute you put your head on the pillow, you're either making coffee or someone is offering you a cup of coffee. And it's generally just a shot of espresso. It's not, you're not sitting there with like a mug of black coffee. So people are like, whoa, you drink a shit ton of coffee. It's a lot of little cups that may or may not add up to like one bigger cup. I don't know what the fuck kind of noise that was from my phone, but I'm not really sure what just happened. But something is going on, and why not? Because everything is going on, and yet nothing is happening. Okay, so I came back from Italy, hooked, came back with a Bialetti, a little stovetop cooker, shaking, like twitching, because I constantly now needed to infuse my veins with caffeine. I'm just kidding, I wasn't twitching or shaking. And I actually liked it, and I came back with some bags of caffeine and some little espresso cups and a little Bialetti stovetop cooker. I was good to go. And then I was like, wow, I'm missing when you make it from a machine and you have the appropriate pressure, the, the appropriate bars of pressure, you get the crema. And the crema is the best part. And that's, the, it's just the little fluffy, almost like smooth, creamy, obviously creamy crema. I hope that correlates in Italian because clearly I don't speak that language either. But I am finishing my second cup from the afternoon, so... You're going to hear that along the way until I'm done with it. Um, so, so I started drinking and I started buying the beans. And then I was like, okay, I want a coffee machine. So I think maybe like 15 years ago, a bunch of my friends when I was working at another job that I got fired from and that I don't really speak to anybody from anymore, long story, I'm more than happy to tell it in another podcast. They pulled all their money together and they pitched in and they got me this Gaja coffee espresso machine. Whoa, my life changed. Boom, you push the button, you wake up at the crack of dawn, there's no like, you know, the beans are there, you, you tamp down, you put it in, zoom, the water pressure, zoom, you push the button, done. You get the crema, you're good to go, one shot, finito. And I was hooked. Then the gaja broke. And then the situation became, what do I buy in the interim? And then I think I got a DeLonghi that I bought at Target for like $99. I think it had the minimum bars of pressure. It was 99 bucks. It was cheap. And I was like, let me just use it until I break it. And then I will pull the trigger and, and step my espresso machine game up. And I will get myself a quality, lowest level, <laughs> high-end machine, if that makes any sense. Because people literally spend like $5,000, $7,000, $10,000 on these amazingly, stunningly beautiful stainless steel works of art, espresso machines. Some have hand-pulled ones. Some have, I mean, I have friends that have told me like the names of their machines, and I forget right now, but I'm sure after they listen to this podcast and then I go back and ask them, I will let you know what they are if you have any interest in knowing, or you can absolutely give zero fucks and not care, which is why I'll go on. And they all had these unbelievable espresso machines at home. And I was like, all right, I'm going to ride it out. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. It has to go on sale eventually. Every fucking thing at some point goes on sale. 
everything gets an upgrade, everything gets a part that changes, everything's model becomes newer, they have to get rid of the older ones. I did all my research, I talked to all the coffee people I know, they tell me get a Breville. Breville is the best machine where their lowest end model is pretty fucking good. So I was like, okay, cool. So I'm going to watch the infuser. Okay, fine. I'm going to watch the infuser. I was, cause I don't need all that digital shit. I don't, I don't need it to like scroll across the screen and show me a picture of what it's going to make, whatever. So I was like, all right, let's, Macy's is always a good place. Macy's always have these home sales. They, you know, they redid their entire home department up there on like the ninth floor. And I rarely, if ever, venture into Macy's. I go there to ref- to refill my perfume because I've been wearing the same perfume since forever. I wear Angel from Terry Mugler, and they have a refilling station on the ground floor of Macy's. And thank God it's like in the back end at a back corner where nobody goes, so you really can like avoid the whole insanity. But then I figured I was always there. I would jump on the escalator. I had my whole route planned out so that I could avoid all the people. Even before this virus started, I would do everything to social distance from every fucking tourist that stepped into Macy's because that is a hellscape of a store if you get caught in there basically any day in time. So on these off days and times, I would pop in, I would jump up to like, I think the eighth or ninth floor, wherever the home goods store is. And I would dip in to their coffee maker section over there. And I would talk to the people who know nothing, by the way, no disrespect to anybody that works uh, on those floors in Macy's, but I would always ask, Hey, is this going on sale? Is there a better one? Should I be looking at something else? They don't have any idea. I don't know why I was talking to them, hoping that maybe they would be like, oh, this one's on sale. That never fucking happened. Clearly, because here we're sitting right now talking about this fucking clusterfuck that happened with Williams-Sonoma. So Macy's was like, listen, it never goes on sale. One guy, one time, who... I. Gave me the feeling that he knew what he was talking about. He's like, look, I've been here forever. I have never seen this machine go on sale. This is the price that it stays at. No matter what year, no matter what model, this is the price. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna. I I hear you, bro, but I'm I'm gonna give it some time because it was either like I, I I. Money was tight. And and again, like if I really wanted it and it really was a necessity, I would have gotten this shit like five years ago because I bought things like that when I saw a watch that I really wanted. And what, you know, I I treated myself, you know, with my first paycheck that I got when I was a teacher, I went out and bought myself a Michelle watch. Should I have bought the one with the diamond bezel? Yes. Was the one with the diamond bezel a little too expensive? Probably. So I got the one without the diamond bezel, but I still love that watch and it's still very sentimental to me and it still looks good and it's still my everyday go-to watch. And if you're looking for a watch that really lasts and takes a fucking beating that still happens to look really nice, I really recommend those Michelle watches. And you could even get them now at Nordstrom Rack, which is unfucking believable. So check Nordstrom Rack, check their e- check their emails, because they're legit when their shit goes on sale. I've, I happen to really like Nordstrom Rack, but that here I go again on another tangent. But back to the fucking espresso machine. So I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. So I'm sitting there uh, like on April 2nd. Why? Because where am I going? I have nowhere to go. I've already done my run outside. I'm already in for the fucking day. I have nothing to do. So I bite and I click on the fucking email and the email says 70% off electronics. And I click in and I go right to the espresso machines and I go right at which already they've already knocked the percentage off to 50. So now to enter the espresso machine area, you've already lost 20% and you're down to 50% off the retail price, which for me, 50% off of $499 is still a motherfucking deal. And for that, I would pull the trigger. For $250, I could wrap my head around. $500, not so much. 
And so I look in and I see these motherfuckers at Williams-Sonoma list, and I will go to the tweet, so you have to bear with me while I find it because it's deep in the thread of a million tweets where I was really pissed off. So I go to the tweet and I say, and I say to them, wow, holy shit, dude, they are listing the price, the suggested retail price of the Breville Bambino, which is their new machine, for $799.95. $799.95 is what they're listing the suggested price at. William Sonoma. So what do I do? I go back. I'm like, that can't be right. It's not $800 fucking dollars. It's not even $800 on Breville's own site. And it's a Breville fucking espresso machine. So I go to the Breville site, and lo and behold... Breville, the Bambino Plus, $499.95. Cafe quality coffee in a compact footprint is what that says. So I tweet out to William Sonoma on April 2nd. Oh, hey, William Sonoma, you're 50% off your Breville USA coffee machine is utter bullshit. Your suggested price of $7.99, then adding your discount to $4.99, is the actual selling price of the fucking coffee machine in the first place. What kind of scam-type cluster fuckery is that? And I include the images in the tweet. And I tag Williams-Sonoma, and I tag Breville, which, by the way, in this whole fucking disaster, I have never heard from Breville. So that is a phone call that I have to make. So the tweets go on and I get no response and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. Oh, hey, and I'm, I'm aware that this is a first world problem because in my next tweet, I make it clear that I'm not an insane lunatic and I understand that the world is facing a fucking global pandemic of epic proportions where people are dying and I am bitching about the price of an espresso machine that I clearly don't need, but that I clearly want. Some form of an espresso machine. That's all. I'm not trying to get over. Let me be crystal fucking clear. I am not trying to get over. I am not trying to get it for free. I am trying to get it for the price that they have advertised it at in their email for 50% off. Which, by the way, they got me to bite because it said 70% off. And I was like, there is no motherfucking way that that machine is 70% off. That is something that it must be broken. It must be refurbished. It must be damaged. The box must be all dented, which is fine. I'll take a dented box. I don't give a shit. Refurbished, not so much. So I said, okay. Since this is clearly hashtag first world problems in the midst of a fucking pandemic, and I clearly have nothing else to do today, I'll give Williams-Sonoma a call unless they DM me first to settle this abso-fucking-lutely false advertising after the rep admits that the normal selling price is $4.99. Because the rep that tweeted me back that I have a screenshot of is, oh, the Bambino is in fact always $4.99. So I said, so why do you list it like it's 50% off? That's false advertising. You're making it look like you're giving 50% off the 800. Never got an answer back. Then the waiting tweets went on. And I called Williams-Sonoma, and I spoke to the nicest rep. And I explained all of it to her, and I said, look, I understand that this is, you know, not the biggest problem in the world, putting everything in perspective. However, 
it is now the principle that you all have listed it for $800, which is absolutely batshit crazy. And not only is it batshit crazy, it's lying. You're lying. You are falsely advertising. What did you do? Like pick that price out of your ass? Someone at Williams-Sonoma said, hey, let's make it $800. Let's knock 50% off. And what a novel concept. Let's sell it for the actual retail selling price that Breville is selling it for on their website. What? How is, how is that even legal? How is that even, forget morally just, how is that legal? What, like you could just pick a price out of the air and then say, oh, now I'm going to knock it down to whatever the actual, the way we work it, we'll throw in shipping or we'll take the tax off or we'll give you another discount if you use this code just to get it back to the actual retail fucking selling price. What, I mean, do they really think consumers are that dumb? I'm guessing they are because I am guessing somebody looked at that and said, wow, an $800 espresso machine for $499, that's a deal, and didn't do their research. Either they didn't have the time or the money is not an issue to them. And honestly, if the money's not an issue, I really doubt that they're clicking through an email to save the money anyway. They would just go to the website and fucking order it and probably pay for the shipping too. Because that's, I mean, when money is not an issue for you, maybe you're just that type of consumer, which I'm sure there are, but I'm sure there's also knowledgeable consumers and most people who are looking to invest because these type of machines are an investment. They require maintenance and care. And if you do that, they will last. And I, there are machines out there that I've looked at from companies like Rocket that are like $1,300, $1,400, and they are works of art. And I've been in apartments in this city, uh, friends of friends of friends that have these unbelievably beautiful almost like museum-like espresso machines. And, and you make an investment. You invest in a watch, like a Rolex. You invest in jewelry. You invest in diamonds. You invest in other things that people with money invest in. Then you take care of those things. I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with is people fucking lying and, and trying to get over on the public, like it's just such bullshit. So that's what got under my skin. And that's why I perpetuated this. And that's why the tweets went on. Because after I spoke to this woman at, Bre- at um, Williams-Sonoma, who couldn't have been nicer, took all my information, talked to me on the phone. She was like, look, I really can't do anything, but I will take your contact information and your email and I will pass it along to the customer service manager and someone will get back in touch with you. That was on April 2nd. I did not hear back from someone until maybe three hours ago today in an email because William Sonoma is a bunch of motherfucking pussies that can't pick up the goddamn phone and confront someone who caught them in a motherfucking lie and who caught them in false advertising. And this was the kicker. So I'm tweeting and tweeting and just, you know, spoke to the rep and this is, and now I'm waiting for the customer service manager to get back from me. And I'm using all the memes of like people waiting and laying on the floor and dying and, you know, file the cat filing his nails. And I even tweeted at Breville, any chance you want to jump in here anytime and explain to me while you're totally cool with William Sonoma falsely advertising the price of your espresso machine, then pretending to put it on sale for 50% off to get it to the initial price, the original price on your site. I said, any day now, Breville never responded. I have the little girl from, uh, Finding Dory tapping on the shark tank, tapping on the fish tank. Hello, anyone home? I have Judge Judy, like, putting her head in her hands, waiting April 8th. April 9th, I tweeted. April 11th with the big Lebowski laying on the couch. And then April 12th, I tweeted, like, nobody gives a shit about false advertising. Why is this taking so long? Can't wait. Good thing I'm broke and I have no job and I'm stuck in the house and I have plenty of time to do this. 
And then April 14th, I tweeted. And meanwhile, in between all of these tweets, I'm also DMing Williams-Sonoma to see if they maybe want to take this offline because they don't know whether I have 37 followers or 3,700,000 followers like Chrissy fucking Teigen. Like, they don't know. They want this bad press out there with their name tagged and hashtagged all over the motherfucking place. Apparently, they do. So then, on April 14th, I get a direct message from someone named Valerie. Valerie DMs me. Thank you for contacting us. Would you please email us at support at williamsonoma.com? We are here to help. So I email back to Valerie. I direct message back to Valerie and say, hey, um, no one can call me. I, the rep already said that she typed up the whole thing and passed it along to the customer service manager. I'm going to need to like, ty- I'm going to need to now type it out. Clearly, I have plenty of time to do that. But it's, again, the point and the principle. I'd really li- and I said I'd really like to speak to a human being. I want to talk to a manager. I want to see why the, what is the reasoning and why that's okay. Who authorizes that kind of shit to happen? And is that happening all over your fucking website? Because now it's like a bigger issue. Is that I, I guarantee you that the, the Breville Bambino Plus Espresso Machine is not the only item on their website that they are randomly choosing a fucking suggested retail price for. How is that possible? How is it that the one thing I want to look at on their website is the one item that someone happened to make a typo on? And I'll explain to you why I'm calling it a typo in a minute. So I send my phone number again, and I said, and then the conversation with Valerie disappeared. At 11.47 a.m., I reached back out to Valerie by direct message on April 14th saying, uh, hello? Bueller, again at 12.04. Hello? Then again at 12.50. Bueller, anyone? No response. Nothing. So apparently, Valerie got tied up uh, dealing with other people. Maybe other people had found other mistakes on their website. So it goes on, and it goes on, and it's okay. I said, fine. Okay. So Valerie didn't call me back. This was April 15th, which was yesterday. Valerie didn't call me back. Or reply to my DM. Shocker. So I sent the email to try for the 9,456,732nd time to speak to a human fucking being at Williams-Sonoma as to why they're okay with false advertising and ripping people off. And here, in its entirety, is my email that I will read to you. Hi. I already had a lengthy conversation with a customer service rep on April 2nd-ish who informed me that she was forwarding my complaint to a customer service manager who would reach out to me either by phone or by email, and there has been zero communication in weeks. I've been tweeting about the situation, tagging both you and Breville to get a more personal response, and nothing. Until yesterday from Valerie. And in all caps, and I will put this all in the email, I, I mean in the tweet with the podcast tweet that comes out. You absolutely falsely listed the price of the Breville Bambino Plus Espresso Machine. I've attached the initial tweet below and the screenshots of the images from both your website and Breville's website. You literally list the suggested retail price at $799.95 and then offer 50%, bringing the price down to the actual price of the machine that Breville sells it for without a sale. That's absolute bullshit. That's 100% false advertising. I've been watching these Breville espresso (laughs) machines for years, waiting for a 50% off sale so I could scrape enough money together to treat myself to one. 
clearly not a necessity, especially in these days and times. Being unemployed now doesn't help or not knowing when and if I'll ever be employed again. I can survive making my espresso on a stovetop with my Bialetti. This has now become an issue of principle and the fact that no one from your company wants to discuss this with me. I am not looking to get over or get one for free or catch you in a gotcha. It's now just the fact that you created some make-believe suggested retail price and then created a non-sale sale price. That's just not right on so many levels. I'll also be addressing it on my podcast, Ranting with Randy. So I'd be truly appreciative if a manager would call me back so that I can understand why you would intentionally want to rip off your customers. Looking forward to speaking with a manager of the customer service variety. You can find all the tweets on my feed where I have tagged you in Breville every time, as I will with this email. And then I put small pencil club, and I even put the screenshot of the initial tweet image of the side-by-side pricing. Then... Hearing no response, I waited and then thought, why don't I tag the Better Business Bureau? Because this is really sincerely some bullshit, and it's not right. And there are people that could be getting taken advantage of, and William Sonoma is fucking scamming people, and they're lying, and they're coming out making the original price for a machine that they're saying they're selling at 50% off. It's bullshit. You don't make money off people like that. It's bad business, it's bad karma, and it's just fucking bad. And it's shitty, and it's shitty service, and Williams-Sonoma is not supposed to be a shitty store. You walk in there, and everything smells good, and they give you, like, coffee samples, which they'll probably be never be able to do again because of this fucking coronavirus, and they used to give, they had the best fucking mint hot, mint hot chocolate. And people used to walk in and out multiple times to get those little shot glasses because they also used to put their um, peppermint bar, their, like, peppermint crack peppermint bar whatever that is, during Christmas, bark, that peppermint bark, peppermint bar. Shoot me, I'm not fucking Catholic, I'm a Jew. I only eat that during Christmas when they give it away for free at Williams-Sonoma, which I'll never do again. Um, so, I eat, so I tweeted at the Better Business Bureau of the Tri-Counties saying, you know, I thought you could help me out because of such blatant false advertising and I wasn't sure if it was legal and it's just some shady as fuck shit and companies need to be held accountable for that. Nothing. Nothing from the Better Business Bureau. Maybe they have more important things to do. I know a lot of small businesses are shutting down and dealing with business loans. I totally get that that, this is not a fucking priority. I get it. And then I wrote two hours ago, still here waiting on Williams-Sonoma customer service to call me after I bit and sent the email they requested. It's absolutely ridiculous that someone cannot just call me fucking back to explain this fucking bullshit. And then I checked my email. And lo and behold, sitting in my inbox... 29 minutes before I tweeted that, because clearly they couldn't DM me and say, hey, Randy, check your email. We sent you a response. Bunch of fucking cowards. Like, put on your big retail fucking pants and pick up the goddamn phone. Really? And so I get an email from Paige at customer service. Paige. Paige knows Valerie. I'm pretty sure Paige and Valerie are the same fucking person. Also, Paige is not a customer service manager. It just says customer service. This is what Paige had to say, word for word, verbatim. Thank you for contacting Williams-Sonoma in regards to the suggested manufacturer pricing for the Breville Bambino Plus Espresso Machine, which is listed for $499.95 on Breville's website, which is linked below. Uh... Page, I know where the Breville Bambino Plus 
coffee machine is listed on Breville's site because I screenshot it when I caught your company lying about your suggested retail price. So I don't need you to send me the fucking link to Breville's website for their Bambino Plus espresso machine. Capiche? Like, that's just stupidity. From time to time, there may be information on our website or in our catalog that contains typographical errors, inaccuracies, or omissions that may relate to product descriptions, pricing, and availability. Williams-Sonoma, Inc. reserves the right to correct any errors, inaccuracies, or omissions and to change or update information at any time without prior notice. Which basically means Williams-Sonoma can jerk your fucking chain until somebody catches them and calls them the fuck out. Which is why now you need to know, well, obviously you need to research investment, things you buy that are of a substantial amount. You should really know what you're buying every time you buy something. I mean, there's, there's an extent of research you need to do into everything. But, I mean, if you're going to make a substantial purchase for you and everyone's level of substantial purchases is obviously different, you need to know what it's selling for. You look around. You Google shit. You price match shit. You, you check sale prices or overstock.com or other sites that sell off shit. You go to Home Goods, you go to TJ Maxx, whatever. But you, but you do your research so you go in armed as an informed, intelligent customer so you don't get fucking ripped off like William Sonoma is trying to rip fucking people off. And that's what pisses me off, that they give themselves an out legally because this is the next paragraph. The terms and conditions of usage for this website provides this inaccuracy disclaimer Please view the foot of the main website. Please know that the issue has been reported to a supervisor and our website team. A supervisor would be unable to provide you with further information regarding a website discrepancy. Why have a customer service manager at all then? What the fuck are they good for? As this is an error that will be corrected as promptly as possible. Thank you for bringing this important information to their attention, however. Please enjoy your week. Thank you, Paige. Customer service, William Sonoma. So Williams fucking Sonoma will falsely advertise shit on their website and rip people off until somebody catches them doing it and calls them out on Twitter, in an email, or calling up their customer service rep, which a lot of people don't have the time to be bothered to do. Because honestly, if we weren't stuck in a fucking quarantine, stay at home order, stay safe at home, whatever the fuck you want to call it, who... Who would really invest the time in doing something like that? You would just see it wasn't on sale. You didn't want to pay for it. You delete the email and you would wait another year, six months, two years, however long it takes for the shit to go on sale, for you to get a job, for you to win the fucking lotto, for you to find some money on the floor. I don't fucking know until you were ready to buy the shit. But the point is the point is the point is the point. Basically, that email from William Sonoma is saying, we don't give a fuck Thanks for catching us egregiously trying to rip people off and blatantly lying on our website. Because what are they going to say? A typo? It's a fucking typo? You know how much the shit retails for. You, because before the sale, that's what you were selling it for in your store. So it's on the fucking sticker in your fucking store. It's already listed at four ninety nine ninety five. So you want a jacket? What kind of bad shit crazy mentality? Like, did they, Oh, all of a sudden we're going to think nobody saw the original price stickers or nobody knows what it originally cost. So we're going to make it $800 and then knock it down to the regular price that has always been the regular selling price. 
It's bullshit. It's absolute, utter, fucking lying, blatantly ripping people off bullshit. There's no other way to, there's no other way to call it. And then, because you think it ends there, it doesn't end there. Because then I went back to DM them because I was like, what, someone still can't call me? I guess no one can call me. And I said, I tweeted them again and was like, now because they clearly stand behind everything they say and have absolutely nothing shady as fuck to hide, William Sonoma blocked me on Twitter. They fucking blocked me. Whoever runs the account blocked me. They were so afraid of me tweeting or continuing to ask them to call me for an answer as to why they're ripping people off. They blocked me. So I can no longer message them in regard to the false advertising. And then you best believe that I took a screenshot of me being blocked by Williams-Sonoma and the direct message that says you can no longer send messages to this person. Fuck William Sonoma. Fuck their bullshit customer service. Fuck the fact that they lie in their advertising and then try to have some bullshit loophole disclaimer that gets them out of any responsibility or any fucking accountability. What the actual fuck? How is that fucking legal? So basically companies can just sell whatever they want for whatever price they want and as long as they put a fucking disclaimer in tiny print at the bottom of their fucking website, that's okay? How is that okay? How the fuck is that okay? Why is that okay? Why is there, who's in the, who's in the legal department of all of these companies? Because clearly, with all due respect to however shady as fuck William Sonoma is, I'm pretty sure they're not the only companies doing that. Not that I'm going to go sit here and waste my time looking for other companies falsely advertising shit on their website. But this is so fucking blatant. It's so fucking, it is literally in there in black and white. And clearly they know they're doing something wrong. A typo is like a fucking word misspelling. Or you misspell the difference between your and your with the apostrophe. Or, or there's a punctuation mistake. Someone didn't know where to put a fucking comma. I suck at grammar. I can get that. But having a legal loophole, that is not a typo. Listing something at a jacked up suggested retail price is not a fucking typo. And it's not a motherfucking mistake. That shit, I will guarantee you, is fucking intentional because somebody went through the trouble of making the color of the original retail price different, making the sale price red so that it pops off the screen and stands out, and making sure you knew that the shit was 50 fucking percent off. Those are all intentions. I worked in marketing for 11 fucking years. I know how it works. I know when you want to get people's attention, what you put in different colors and different fonts in bold, how you word emails and subject lines so that they don't automatically delete it. Give me a fucking break. I mean, granted, I was a glorified flyer maker, but I still was a director of marketing, which was an insane title, but still. And now part of my coffee is cold. I'm fucking pissed, and I want to know. I'm so curious. I would love to know from a lawyer or from some legalistic point of view how that's fucking legal. How it's legal to actually blatantly lie and manipulate the price of something so that you're actually not giving any money off and you're selling something for the original selling price and misleading people. It's just such bad, shitty, shady as fuck business. I will never step into Williams-Sonoma again. I will tell everybody to never, ever, ever go into Williams-Sonoma again, to never give them any more business. 
And I, and I know plenty of people that have way more money than I do and that have that actually have legitimate functioning kitchens where they buy that fancy like La Crusette, like $7,000 for, for like a tea kettle kind of cookery, cookware, bakeware. I mean, there's... I know people that have those monster professional fucking stoves in their kitchen with 87 burners, ovens, griddles, vents. I mean, and invest money in their knives, in their knife block, in their plates, in their dinnerware, because they use it in their waffle makers. And you want to buy things from companies that are decent. You want to support decent companies, companies that give back, companies that are environmentally conscious, companies that uh, support other organizations or, and pay it forward, like Patagonia and like Columbia, REI, Bombas, Ufos, Only Human, Crochet Kids International. There are so many small, I mean, they're not Williams-Sonomas, but still, you get the point. I try and go out of my way when I can with what little money I do have to support when I do buy things, to support companies that are grounded in some type of positive mission to give back and to pay it forward in some way. And it makes you feel better about giving. Red Ant's Pants, a woman-run company out in Montana, where I'm still trying to find my matching red ants, pants, crotch ants. So if anybody has that, please let me know. And if you need to know more about that, you can follow me on the Instagram, and those pictures are there occasionally when I decide to take a picture of the red ant near my crotch because somebody who made those pants had a wicked sick sense of humor, which I fully appreciate. But the goal is if you find someone in the world with your matching ant on your pants, you get some kind of swag. I don't know. I'm still looking, and I will never give up looking, and we have a back and forth now with the company. We. <laughs> I have a back and forth. It's a great company. It's a great organization. They very strongly support women out who own businesses and who are in agriculture and in construction and are doing things that are predominantly done in a male-dominated world, and I'm down for that. I really am. Like, Gamin. I saved and saved and saved for a pair of Gamin custom fit jeans that I love. They're, they too are a women-owned company. I buy my yarn from Nitty City because Pearl has been in that place forever. And you want to support people like that. You support women artists. And I'm not, that's not to say I'm like a man hater or I wouldn't buy from, from a company like run by dudes or men or whatever. But it's nice to know that your money is going somewhere that has a mission that promotes all of these good qualities. And now, not that Williamson, I don't know, maybe they give gazillions of dollars to like cancer research or, you know, whatever. But forget it now because it's an awful taste they leave in your mouth when you know that they're blatantly ripping people off. Who gives a shit where they give their money? It's like dirty money. And maybe it's just me, but I think it's bullshit. So I wrote an email back just to end the shit because I'm still pissed. And I said, so they, she was like, thank you for, you know, reaching out and blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, here's what I, here's what I said in my final response, which was, in, which was at 3.37 p.m. today. Wow. That's pretty rich. Y'all are calling jacking up the retail price of a product and then offering it for 50% off a typo. That's pretty pathetic. 
Not as pathetic as no one wanting to actually pick up the phone and discuss it, even though I was told that a customer service manager would be calling me back. And no disrespect to Paige, but it doesn't say manager next to her title. I'll be sure to let all my friends and their friends know to never purchase anything from Williams-Sonoma again, which is a shame because my friends and their friends have way, way, way more money than me. Utterly disgusted by your company's cowardice and horrendous customer service. Send. And I sent it. And then I went to see, and then I went to let them know that I send the email and that's when I found out that they blocked me on Twitter uh, so I can no longer reach them. So fuck Williams-Sonoma. Fuck their shitty-ass customer service. Fuck ever buying anything from them again. Please tell all your friends. Please tell your friends to tell all of their friends. Find somewhere else to buy your shit. Do not give a nickel, a dime, a penny, or even your time to that fucking company because they are not worthy of it. Because they are more concerned with their little legal fucking loopholes in the footers of their emails and on their website than they are about actually talking to their customers. Because you know what? If somebody would have called me up and said, listen, I know you're upset. I know it looks pretty shitty. And you know what they could have done? Honestly, I also worked in the jewelry business for years direct customer service with people spending significant amounts of money. And whether you were buying a $50 chain to hang your Star of David on or your cross or your initial or your Hebrew nameplate or whatever, or a $50,000 engagement ring, no matter what happened, you needed to go above and beyond to make sure that the customer was always happy, whether or not you were wrong. And sometimes you had to eat shit. And you had, to, you had to take one for the fucking team. If you made a mistake, if you didn't read the weight right of the gold, or if, you, or if the diamond weight on the, on the paper was, it was in, I mean, God forbid, that, was, that never, thank God that never happened. But if, you know, that also went through a process of going through more people than me. I wasn't the last end-all be-all on someone buying like a $50,000 diamond, but we did sell them. And I was running them back and forth on 47th Street, which was a whole nother adventure and a whole nother story which is also bizarre because you never know who's carrying what on that one tiny block in this gigantic city. You never know who is carrying like $7 million worth of diamonds and who's carrying absolutely nothing. And that's the beauty of it. It's like a mystery. Um, but anyway, you, needed, you need to make sure. So if somebody came back and was disappointed, like, like they bought something, I really don't like it. The chain doesn't lay right. The lock doesn't close properly. It's lopsided. I'm having an allergic reaction. Whatever your return policy was, no matter how many times you had it written on signs all over the place, this is the return policy, this is how many days you have, this is what you do, sometimes you made exceptions. And sometimes in order to, for the, for the good of the business, you, you made it better. You fixed it. You made it right. Sometimes you couldn't make it right. Sometimes they broke shit. Sometimes they damaged it. You could tell by the damage if it was done, like if they rolled over it with their car or if somebody ripped it in a fight. There were things you could tell definitively, but you always made the effort to make it right. Here's what I can do. I can't give you another one for free, but I can give you this one for this much off, or we can work something out. And that was the negotiation, and that was the back and forth. And like I said, I'm, I wasn't trying to get this shit for free, but what would have really behooved William Sonoma would have been for their customer service manager to call me back. Because despite my ranting like a fucking lunatic, and I know I am a thousand percent right on this issue, I also understand how it works. I understand how the game is played. I can hear you out. I also think that you need to know how customer service works. And you say to somebody, hey, Randy, I'm really sorry. Hey, this is the customer service manager from Williams-Sonoma, Betty. 
Hi, Betty. Thanks for taking the time to call me back. I know this isn't really a priority with everything else going on, but I really appreciate you taking the time. I know this was a mistake. This Somebody made a, you know, somebody fucked up and put this on the website and sent out the email and it didn't get proofed and it didn't get checked, which also happens sometimes. Again, I worked in marketing. I worked with the graphics department. Even me, sometimes you misread things. Sometimes you need to get something done yesterday and you just sign off on it and it's, there's a typo or there's something wrong or the price is wrong and you have to eat it and then you give it to them for that fucking price because it was your mistake. That's happened too. Not often because you then get called into your boss's office and they close the door and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Read your shit. And you're like, okay, my bad. I'll read my shit. But they could have called back and said, we're really sorry you had this experience. We're really sorry that you took the time. You researched this. You've been waiting this long. You know what? Just just as a to- like, just as an act of good faith and good business, we'll give it to you at 50% off the actual retail price from Breville's website. So here's the offer for you to buy because really the extra, William Sonoma can't bite the extra $250. That's going to make a dent in William Sonoma's fucking bottom line, my $250. That's the point. They didn't even make the fucking effort. They didn't even try. They didn't even call me back to say, we're really sorry. This was a mess up. How can we make it better? Can we give you, can we give it to you for 50% off? If you, if you give me your credit card number over the phone for $250, we'll ship it out for you today. Wow. Thanks. That'll be amazing. And you know what would have happened after that? I would have posted the shit out of that on Twitter. I would have posted the shit out of that on Instagram of me making my coffee 17 times a day, tagging William Sonoma, tagging Breville, tagging Zabar's coffee, tagging Fairway coffee, tagging Kano coffee. And that would have been, and that would have been the end of it. And they would have gotten unlimited free marketing from me. And I'm not saying again, I don't have 75 million fans, but you know what? Why Clef added me added my shit to his story billy joel added my coffee shit to his story there are people there are other people paul wall there are people that i mean there are other celebrity people with humongous fucking followings that have reposted my shit in their shit so every single one of billy joel's fans that follow his story saw my morning coffee o'clock Every one of Wyclef's people saw my shit, which is great, which is all good. Fantastic. Does that get me anything? No. It gets me to say, hey, dude, am I chatting with Wyclef? No. Am I chatting with Billy Joel? No. But, But I know how the social media game works. I know you tag people, and if they have the time or if they even see it in their in their stream of consciousness, they may or may not add it to their story. Bonus if they do. Something great to talk about. Good conversation. Always fun. Always exciting. Can't say that I wasn't stoked when Billy Joel added my fucking coffee o'clock in the morning to his story and used the hashtag Billy Joel fans. Can't say I didn't like... When you look in your shit and see who likes stuff and you see Wyclef Jean added your story to his story. It's not... it's, It's... at least for me, it's not like, wow, I'm framing that and putting it on my wall. But you know what? It's like, that's that interaction. It's like, wow, they look at it. They notice it. They care a little bit. William Sonoma gave zero fucks. Abso-fucking-lutely zero fucks. 
And it could have been a thousand percent the other way, save for the fact that they could not pick up the fucking phone and have an nth of a percent of customer service skill. Zero. Less than fucking zero. That customer service is a fucking joke. Whoever pages, whoever page talked to in the legal department to make sure that that read properly so that they think that I'm not going to, you know, find a way to sue them for that false advertising bullshit. And trust me, if I knew a lawyer or I knew this is would go somewhere, I would take it there just on the principle because I, that kind of shit gets so under my fucking skin, as you can tell, because I've been ranting about it for close to an hour. But just don't do that. Just don't do that. Don't be a shithole company that tries to get over on fucking people. That's just gross. In so many ways, forget about the fact that everybody's losing their jobs. People are dying all over the place. We're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Even if there was no pandemic, I would be reacting the same fucking way. And, and now it's a principle. And now I don't even know if I want to buy a Breville because Breville hasn't even contacted me. Breville has stayed so far the fuck out of this whole shit storm, which is understandable, but you would think that Breville would be like, wow, I can't believe this happened. We're going to get in contact with William Sonoma and we'll let you know what happened. Now, granted, Breville is probably busy. I'm one fucking person. But this is, this is a fucking problem. You would think that you would want to address this. If a company that you do business with as Breville works with William Sonoma on a massive scale, because William Sonoma sells every model of every coffee machine that they have on display. They even have a sample bar set up so that you can go in and someone can make you a coffee from their latest model. You would think that Breville would give a shit. That Breville would be like, wow, that's bad. That is bad. The fact that they jacked up the price of the machine to double and then gave it for 50% off is, is not a good look. Not a good fucking look, William Sonoma. We're going to call you. Thanks, Randy, for pointing that out. We're on it. And not only for me, but for the next person or for the person after that that then goes and buys that shit and gives their money to William Sonoma without even knowing that they got fucking jerked. It's disgusting. It's really fucking disgusting. And so I'm not really sure where it's going to go from here or if it's going to go anywhere from here. The only thing I can tell you is that I will never, ever, ever go into Williams-Sonoma and I will tell every one of my friends to never go into Williams-Sonoma and I will never be with any one of my friends that go into Williams-Sonoma at Columbus Circle. So fuck them, fuck that, and that's some bullshit. And do your research and know what you're buying before you buy it because you don't want to get jerked. You really don't want to get fucked. So I have to go unsubscribe from William Sonoma's email list. I want nothing to do with them. And they can go fuck all the way the fuck off. And that's all I have to say about that. And if you have any thoughts or if you know anybody that could help me take this any further, I don't even know if it's worth it. I don't even really give a fuck because it is what it is. And clearly they don't give a fuck because they won't even pick up the phone. And then they blocked me. So they're scared to, to even talk to me. Fucking scared. They're fucking bunch of pussies. Like put on your big company pants and pick up the fucking phone. Bunch of fucking douchebags. Who doesn't call somebody? Who doesn't say this is a serious situation? This is bad. We're going to call and at least iron it out so that a rant doesn't happen. It doesn't go on Twitter. It doesn't go on Facebook. It doesn't go on social media. For all they know, I could be on Sirius X fucking M and this could go out to 50 million fucking people in the United States, which I would really love to happen. So if you know anybody that could put this on fucking blast, please let me know, or please just put it on blast yourself, post it, share it, tell your friends about it, 
Tell their friends about it. Tell their friends to never buy anything from Williams-Sonoma again. Support good companies and good organizations. Pay it forward. Wash your fucking hands. Stay the fuck home. Check on your motherfucking people. Come hang out at the DJ Jam at 8 o'clock every night on my live Instagram, at Doodleheads. And follow me on Twitter, at Small Pencil Club. When I'm not in Twitter jail, you'll get to meet all the peeps um, at the at the jam. Everybody chats. They talk about dinner. I can't keep up with the conversation because I'm actually DJing, and it scrolls by, and it's really tiny on my phone, and I can't see it. And I probably need glasses, but I can't get my eyes checked because I have no insurance. And getting eyeglasses is expensive. And who's going to go anywhere where anybody gets that close to your face that they need to put their hands near your eyes and breathe all up on you. No one. So I'm basically stuck with my 0.25 readers from Dwayne Reed or Rite Aid or wherever I fucking bought three for like $12 until, I don't know, I, I can get an eye exam somewhere. Who the fuck knows? But that's the end of that. And that's how that story played out. And now it's time to go check on Mo, Larry, Curly, Ralph, Laverne, and Shirley on the roof. I am adopting and fostering a daffodil garden from Tiny Plots. If you're interested in urban agriculture, check out Seeds to Soil. Um, you'll get to, Come to the fucking jam. You'll meet all the peeps. Franklin is the hostess with the mostest. Clay, Mr. Dirty Martini. Uh, you meet Hamburger Jake and Wong and Bayblock and the Dirty Jurors and Guapo when she comes in and she doesn't pass out from working on the front lines and... Who am I leaving out? All the peeps. Dig it. There's, there's Mary Beth in Minnesota. There's Kim in Philadelphia. There's Hazmat in New Jersey. There's Donuts in Canada. There's people all over the motherfucking place. So all you got to do is listen. We're like a motherfucking UN. We got people from all Canada, Argentina, Ecuador, Astoria, Israel. We got everybody all up in the house. So come hang out. It's good for your soul. Dancing is good. Moving is good. Not thinking about anything is good for an hour. Just let the music move you. You could chat. You could find out what people are eating for dinner. You could find out what people have been doing during their quarantine, how many times they've changed their sweatpants, how many times they've showered. It's, it's an open buffet of a discussion. And it's really great, and it's something to look forward to every night at 8 o'clock after you open up your window every night at 7 o'clock and clap your fucking hands off for everybody working on the front lines, putting their lives at risk, putting their family lives at risk to take care of everybody else so that we can stay the fuck home and basically do nothing Unless you're working and then you're doing something or you're trying to find a job or whatever it is that you're doing to pass the time, whether you're writing, drawing, painting, creating, taking care of flowers, uh, urban gardening, whatever it is you're doing to pass the time, you can thank the people that are working on the front lines and that are out there taking care of this so that eventually, God willing, there will be a vaccine and we can get back to some type of new normal once there is a vaccine. And until then, you can keep listening, you can dance, you can... Let me know what the fuck's going on. I'm here anytime. My DMs are always open. Hit me up. Text me if you just need anyone to talk to. Uh, just, just know that I'm here if you need somebody to reach out to for no matter what it is, any time of the day or night, because clearly who sleeps anymore? Um, and thank you for listening. And until the next time, check on your people, wash your damn hands, be thankful for what you do have, and I will catch you on the flip side. Peace and hair grease. Peace.